Welcome to week two of Hebrews. It's just Hebrews, it's Hebrews as we got to say. That's all. I was going to think of the name of the title for the series. We're just going through the book of Hebrews. We are glad you're here today. I'm so thankful that we have a way maker and his name is Jesus. And, and if you're here today for the very first time, we're going to tell you a little bit more later how you can know that way maker. Here's what I know about all of you guys in the room in here today. All of you guys in here today, you want to know where you're going. Every single one of you guys want to know where you're going. You want to know what you're doing. You want to know where you're supposed to be headed at. And uh, we believe that the Bible teaches us that. We believe the Bible teaches that. And so today, if you have a Bible, flip over to the book of Hebrews. And um, if you've never, ever read the book of Hebrews before, if I can get this brought down just a little bit in here today, I'm a little bit excited about the Word of God today. But if you've never, ever, ever read through the book of Hebrews today, here's what we know. We know that the people that the, uh, that the writer is writing to, we know that they are in distress. We know that they are on the, they are on the run. And we know they're looking for a way. That's what we know about the book of Hebrews. We also we also don't know this. We don't know exactly who the writer is of this book. And a lot of people are like, oh, it must be Paul because he wrote all the New Testament, basically. We know it's, it's, it's probably not the Apostle Paul. It may be Timothy. It may be Apollos. We know it's a guy who knows him. And it sounds very familiar. One of the, the theologians believe that this book of Hebrews, it's just a sermon. It's a sermon. And that sermon was to be taken over to this group of people that they are, on the, they are on the run. And they are running for their life. And so one of the things that we know about, I know about you guys in here today, is that some of you guys in here today, you're in a situation where you feel like you're in persecution. You can relate with this book. There are some of you guys in here today, you want to know where you're going, and Jesus wants to help you figure out where you're going and what you're supposed to do. Well, because these people are on the run, they're trying to figure out a way. So they turn to angels. Chapter 1, we look at this. Chapter 1, they turn to angels like, okay, cool. We're going to start worshiping the angels because the angels, God made the angels, and the angels, they're a big deal. And so we're going to worship some angels, and hopefully that's going to help us. And so last week we looked at this, Jesus is greater than the angels. Jesus is greater than the angels. Jesus, Jesus made the angels. Jesus created the angels. So it's not about the angels. It's about the creator of the angels. One of the things that we can learn about our lives, sometimes God brings us good things, but we begin to worship those things, and we don't worship the giver of those things. We don't worship God. He says here in this passage of Scripture in Hebrews, he says, hey, guys, I want you to know that I am greater than the angels. He gives us an incredible verse in Scripture in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. He gives us the whole theme verse. If you want to capture the whole entire series, we want to throw the whole entire deal of, of the whole entire book in one verse. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. God's Son radiates God's own glory, and He expresses the very character of God. Do you want to know what the character of God is? Study Jesus. Where do I find out more about this Jesus guy? And his, he wrote a book called the Bible. Jesus wants you to know, God wants you to know that God, that God gave us his son, and that son, he radiates God's glory and, exp and expresses the very character of God. I believe this in here today. If you want to look different, embrace the character of God. Don't have your character. Embrace the character of God. Figure out, who, figure out everything you need to know about God's character and emulate that. My son is, a, um, my son is eight. I have an eight-year-old son, and I have a 12-year-old daughter, and I have twins that are five years old, and so pray for me. I don't know what I did wrong to deserve twins, but I did some stuff, you know what I'm saying? And so we've got the four kids, and, and I was telling a friend of mine this week at lunch, I said, my son, he, if you, whatever it is that you're doing, if my son likes it, he will like what you're doing, and he will begin to idolize you. I said, so if it's basketball and you're a basketball player, he will idolize, he will idolize that, and he'll begin to learn everything about you, and he'll begin to emulate that and copy that. And I think you and I would do ourselves some justice if we try to start copying the character of God. He made us in his image so that we could copy his, his image. In his image, we see it all throughout the scripture. He gives us the son to do that for us. And the Bible says that that very son and that character 
And God, he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. God commands and God controls everything. And the Bible says when he had cleansed us from our sins, the Bible says Jesus sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. The writer tells us this, it's not about the angels. In the next couple chapters, you're going to find out they start talking about Moses. And like, well, Moses, he was a good guy. And if we're honest in your day, sometimes we see people in the Scripture like the Apollos, and we see the Timothys, and we see the people in Scripture like, man, I want to be like them. And Jesus said, it's not about those people. It's not about those people. It's not about, it's not about those, those, those people. And, and then they go from there. They start trying to find, look, look, can we get Moses back? Can we get this guy back? Can we get Joshua back? And Jesus goes, it's not about those people either. It's about the glory of God. And then a few chapters goes on a little bit more, a few more minutes into the sermon. This is a long sermon because it's a lot of chapters. But a little bit more into the sermon, they see that he's, they start talking about this, this thing called the high priest. They want to go back to the, to the high priest. Like, let's, let's get us a high priest. Like, we need a high priest. Can we get a high priest? Can I get a high priest? Can I get a high priest? Like, like can we get a high priest? We need a high priest. And Jesus is like, no, I, I, am the, I am the great high priest. And they don't end there. They're like, okay, cool. We're going to go back to the old system. I mean, they're just trying to find a way. We'll try Moses again. We'll try the old system again. We're going to try a high priest system. and We're going to try the angels. And Jesus like, none of those things are the answer. The answer is Jesus. We live in a culture today where everyone's running around looking for the way. And Jesus here is saying what, 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 um, what Gabe Retch is. Jesus saying, I am that way. The way that you're looking for, I'm that way. Here I am. I radiate the, the glory of God. I, I, you can study my character. and You can learn how to be more and more like me, what you're looking for is right here today. It's not the angels, it's not Moses, it's not the high priest, and it's definitely not the law. The law did not work. We'll talk about that in a couple, in a couple of weeks, but the law didn't work. Like, I can prove that to you today. How many of you guys in here today, don't raise your hand, but how many of you guys in here today, you sped on the way to church? You, the law does not work. We were passing by the other day. This, this, um, it was like we, I don't know where we were coming from. It was dying out. We come from dinner, and we were, and we were headed, headed home, and we saw like five cop cars around around this one car, I'm like, he did not, something happened. Like, he didn't do the right thing. This is not, this isn't good. Whatever he did, it ain't the way. We're not, the law does not work for us. And Jesus knew the law didn't work, so he comes and he says, hey, I'm going to give you my son. And I'm going to let him radiate God's glory. So I want to talk to you guys today about the high priest. If you have a Bible in here, today, Hebrews chapter 4. And this is kind of broken up in, past, in, in little chunks here. But in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, the Bible says this. So then... So all that stuff, you have to go back. We're going to come back to chapter 3 and chapter 4 in a few weeks. But he's talking about the, 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 the Moses didn't work for them. The angels didn't work for them. And so he goes, hey, guys, here's the deal. Since we have a great high priest who has entered into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same exact testings that we do, yet he did not sin. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, there we will receive his mercy, and, and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. He says, hey, guys, instead of going to the high priest, Jesus is a high priest. You don't have to go to an earthly high priest. You can go to Jesus. Like, you have a, like if you want to know which way to go, you can go. You, there's a way maker, and he's a high priest. You can go right to the high priest. He will show you where you're supposed to go. He will give you direction. He'll give you healing. There, there's so much that comes with this high priest. Like, you need a high priest, yes, but the high priest's name is Jesus. And so they're like, I don't really know if that's a good thing or not. And so the writer keeps on saying, hey, guys, every high priest is just a man. Like, the high priest that you want, they're, they're just humans. That's what they are. You don't, there's a better high priest. There's a, there's a higher high priest. And so he says to them, 
every high priest is a man chosen to represent other people in their dealings with God. And the Bible says gently, I'm sorry, and, and he is able to deal gently with ignorant and wayward people because he himself is subject to the same weaknesses that is why we must offer sacrifices for, for, for his own sins as well as others. The, the writer says, hey, the high priest, they don't have it all together. So if you're here saying, you're like, I'm new to church. I don't know anything about a high priest. Like, I've, I've been to confessional before. Is that what you're, are you talking about a confessional system? Like, I don't really know exactly what you're talking about. But in the Old Testament, under what we call the law, and the, the Old Testament, and, and it's important. Someone said to me today, is the Old Testament important? The Old Testament is important because it points us to the New Testament. We need it to get us to the New Testament. We needed to know that the law didn't work, that Jesus came and gave us grace, and that, is, that grace is sufficient for all of our needs. He needs us to know that. So he goes, hey, the high priest system, that didn't work. Here's why they didn't work, because the high priest, they were just a man. You know, there's world religions out there that are teaching you, come and confess your sins to a man. The problem with confessing your sins to a man is, is that they can't forgive your sins. Only, there's only one man that can forgive your sins, and his name is Jesus. He says, hey, guys, here's the problem with the old system, or here's the problem with the high priest. Those guys... They were, they were human beings. They didn't have it all together. They weren't perfect. They had to go, the old system, they would go and they would, they would go and sacrifice. They would go to the temple and they would take a spotless, a spotless animal. It was, it was a firstborn. It was a male. They would take it into the, to the altar. They would cut its neck open and they would burn that. And they would ask for forgiveness of their sins. That's what the priest had to do. Once the priest did that, he would come out, he would cleanse himself, cleanse himself up again. He would scrub in again like doctors do, clean himself really good. And he would take another animal in that the people would have brought to them, he would have took that in there, and he would have did a sacrifice for the sins of the people. He goes, that guy, he didn't have it all together. Like, he had to get forgiveness for his own sins before he could get for forgiveness for our sins. The old system doesn't work. The high priest that you're looking for, there's a better high priest. Guys, let's not go back the old way. I mean, so many people, they want to go forward, but in order for them to go forward, a lot of times they're going backwards. I'm like, hey, you want, you want to go forward. Don't lose ground. Some of you guys here today, you're taking big steps. Don't lose ground. Don't, if, you may be getting tired. You may be getting weary. But the Bible says don't get tired and don't get weary in doing well. Keep on going. These guys, they're on the run. They get, they're like, hey, listen, this is not working. I'm not sure I like the whole grace thing. Can we, go the, can we go back to the old way? And the writer's saying, please don't do that. I see so many people come to church and they give their life to Christ and they start following Jesus and, and they start, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid, if you will. And like, man, I want to read the Bible and I want to go on a missions trip or I want to start praying and I want to start giving and I want to start serving on the dream team. And, and all those are great things and you should have started. But what happens along the way is they begin getting, they begin to get weary and well-doing. They start to slide away a little bit. I want to encourage you today, if you feel like you're sliding away today, this message is for you. To dig in a little bit. Some of you guys, you've already, you've been falling away for a long time and you're back. <laughs> You're like, I'll be back, and here I am. Let's go. If you're here today, go a little bit deeper. You won't regret that. Don't go back to your ways. The old system, he tells them, the old system, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. So they're like, okay, cool, but what about Melchizedek? And you're here today, you're like, who is Melchizedek? Like, they're like, who is, who is this guy Melchizedek? Because he's like, he's a big deal. They're like, dude, Melchizedek, he was like a major player. Like, let's, let's talk about Let's talk about Melchizedek, and he says here to the guys, like, hey, guys, we can talk about that, but I want to let you guys know in here today that he's not the answer. He's not the answer. We're skipping over chapter 6, by the way. But chapter 6, the writer just rips these guys a new one. I don't think you guys are ready for that quite yet. I'm just kidding. He just like, he's preaching the sermon. He's talking, he's like, Jesus is a better high priest. And he's like, cool, let me talk to some of you guys in here for a moment. There's a, there's a thing on there. He's like, hey, you guys are going the wrong direction. 
Like he just stops. He said, hey, let's talk about your spiritual eyes. Some of you guys in here today, you think you're so spiritual, but you're really not that spiritual. Like you think you're, you think you're so close to Jesus and you're really, you're just going through the motions. I mean, he starts ripping these guys. And he's like, okay, cool. Let me go back to, let's go back to the high priest thing. And they start asking about Melchizedek. He goes, hey, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that you asked about Melchizedek. So he says in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 15, and he says here, this change has been made very clear since a different priest who is like Melchizedek has appeared. He goes, hey, cool. You like Melchizedek? Cool. There's a better Melchizedek. Like there's a, there's a, there's a better thing out there. There's just a better, all of you guys in here today, you, I was, I was watching a van commercial the other day, and maybe I was watching a van commercial because I drive a minivan. It is, it's so awesome that God blessed me to give me the opportunity to drive a minivan. Said no guy ever. <laughs> but they got minivans now, there's a built-in vacuum cleaner. Moms, that's a necessity. Like, that's not a luxury item. You need that. Like, there's Cheerios everywhere. Um, my dad's not here for this, for this service. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this now while he's not here. I might not say it next service, but Tripp said, man, he calls him, he calls his, his, my dad, he calls him douche. He's like, man, douche truck is really dirty. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, why did he say it was dirty? He's like, well, because he's, he's, he said, you know, Trip, <laughs> you know, W, I'm just a busy man. I'm just a busy man. And that, he said, I'm just a busy man. And I try to keep our, I try to keep my vehicle clean. I try to keep my, my wife's vehicle clean. And you want a better. We usually like better. And he goes, hey, if you like better, you like Melchizedek, you want to go back to the old ways, you want to go back to Melchizedek, there's a better Melchizedek. So here's what he talks, he starts digging into that. He goes, um, verse 16, Jesus, this better Melchizedek, he became a priest, not by meeting the physical requirements of belonging to the tribe of Levi, but by the power of a life that cannot be destroyed. I mean, this guy, he earned high priest level because he's never, ever sinned before. Like he is a, Melchizedek had to go in and cleanse his hand, cleanse his hand and get himself right and then go in and do a sacrifice before he could go back in and sac- do a sacrifice for the people. Like Melchizedek, he was a good dude, but he, there's a better Melchizedek. Like there's a perfect Melchizedek. His name is, his name is Jesus. He says here in here today, like he's not from the tribe of Judah. He's not from the tribe of Levi. Like he didn't, he's, he's like, he's the real deal. Verse 17, and the psalmist pointed this out. When he prophesied, we know these are probably Jewish people because a lot of the scripture of Hebrews, the writer's going back to the Old Testament. He's like, you know the Old Testament. You know the Old Testament. Why do we need the Old Testament? Because the Old Testament points to the New Testament. As the, this writer's preaching this sermon, he's using the Old Testament as his illustrations. He's like, well, you remember, you remember what the psalmist wrote. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Verse 18, yes, the old requirement about the priesthood was set aside because it was weak. Dude, Melchizedek, he was weak. Like, people thought he was a big deal, but he was weak sauce. My son said to me, Dad, I want to play competitive basketball. I'm like, dude, you're soft. <laughs> you're not ready for that yet. You're not, you're not ready for that. I mean, you, you, you're not, you, you got to go play, you need to start playing soccer with, with Addie. Like, you're, you're just, you're soft. I went and watched Addie play soccer yesterday, and there, she's crying on the field. It's awesome. Like, I've been watching on Instagram the last five or six weeks. I told her, told her I said, hey, babe, I got to go watch Addie play. Like, if it's as funny on Instagram, it's got to be that much better, you know, in person. Well, I got there. She lived up to the dude. She got there. She, she was crying when I got there. And it was awesome. And, and Brad and Lexa, man, they said, they said, man, we can't wait. We can't wait for our younger daughter to get out there. She's going to be such a better athlete, you know. Like, they didn't say that in front of their daughter because that's bad parenting. Good parents say that kind of stuff behind their kids' backs, you know what I'm saying. And so he's like, man, I just... There's a, I can't wait for her to get there. She's going to be better. She's just a, she's, she's great. They're like, dude, Melchizedek, he's, that old system, it's weak. 
What I want to encourage you today, like, what does that have to do with me? What, this, whatever you're chasing, it's weak too. It's soft. It's not that, it's not going to work. It's going to, it's going to, the bottom's going to fall out. It's just not that good. Like, it's going to, it's going to, whatever you're trusting, if it's not Jesus, it's going to, it's going to, the bottom's going to fall out. It's just not going to work forever. You can hang, it, you can hang on to it for a little bit. It might be good for a little while, but the Bible tells you, maybe it's even sin. The Bible says even, even sin is fun for a season, just for a season. Everything's good for, any, anything's okay for a season. And then when, the, when all heck breaks loose, you're like, well, I don't know what happened because we didn't have the foundation that we're supposed to have because that's weak. That's soft. It's useless. That whole system is useless. The law never made anything perfect. You guys want to go backwards? Like we've got a better Melchizedek. We've got a better, you want to go back to relationships? There's a better relationship. His name is, you want to go back to money? It'll, that will fail you. Go back to the main thing. The main thing is Jesus. Go back to, you want Melchizedek? There's a better Melchizedek. You're wasting your time. If you're going that way, that's not going to work. I know for sure because you already tried that and that didn't work. That's why Jesus sent his son. It didn't work. What I want to curse is today, we are here today in the book of Hebrews. Is what you're going back to going to work for you? The answer is no. We got to go to Jesus. That works. Jesus works. The gospel, it works. The Bible says this, the law never made anything perfect, but now... We have confidence in a better hope. We can have, he's like, you guys have confidence in a better hope, in a better Melchizedek, in a better system, in a better high priest, greater than Moses, greater than the Old Testament, greater than Abraham. Like you, we've got better now. Don't go backwards when you have better. That doesn't, that's not normal. You don't want to get worse. You want to get better. And Jesus, like, I'm, I'm a better I'm a better high priest. This new system was established by an oath. Aaron's descendants became priests without such an oath. But there was an oath regarding Jesus. For God said to him, the Lord has taken an oath and he will not break his vow. You are a priest forever. This was prophesied way before Jesus ever went to the cross. The Old Testament, Jesus like, hey, God, listen to the thing. God knew that people were going to go back to the old system. He gave us the book of Hebrews. Guys, don't go back to the old system. He prophesied that. He's like, hey, I knew that you guys would go back to that. And so I want to drive on the point to say, don't go back. Because of this oath, Jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant. If you go buy a house, they're going to sign, you're going to sign your name in every potential alias that you've ever been called before. They want to know. They want to make sure they got you. It's you. It's you. He says here, this oath, Jesus, he, Jesus guarantees this covenant. He guaranteed it with the, on the cross. Verse, 20, verse 23 there were many priests under the old system, for the death prevented them from remaining in the office. I love this. All the old priests, they died. Melchizedek, Melchizedek, he died. These other dudes, they died. They're, they're gone. They're not here no more. There's a better priest. The Bible says they died. Death prevented them from remaining in the office. They're like, hey, they're not there no more. Like, they didn't get a second term or a third term. Verse 24, but because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood lasts forever. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. He is the kind of high priest that we need because he is holy and blameless. The other one was weak and soft, but this one, he's holy and he's blameless. I don't know about you guys in here today, but if I'm going to go to a high priest, I want to go to one who's holy and blameless, who's never, ever sinned before. I want to go to a better high priest. He, he, this guy here, this, this priest that I'm talking about, 
he's, he's unstained by sin. The other priests, they sinned. This Jesus, he's never sinned before. He's been set apart from the sinners, and he has been given the high place of honor in heaven. He's sitting in heaven. He's got the high place of honor. So thankful that we have a God that sits in heaven, but he's not too holy, and he's not too unloving. He's not too uncaring. He's, all, he's perfect in all, in all of his ways, but yet he still loves you and I. Like, I would be a terrible God. I told my, my Bible study, my men's the other day, like, you get three strikes and you're out with me if I'm God. Not God. Unlimited amount of pitches. It's pretty good. Like, with Jesus, you, you, your record's spotless now. I wouldn't let you do that if I was God. Like, you, purgatory for you. I don't believe in purgatory. But I did think about purgatory the other day. It's a lot like walking... It's just like, it's a lot like walking out in the heat of Florida. That's what purgatory is like. It's just, it's, it's just a little, it's just so hot out there. It's just hot. Like, Lord, send the winter. I went to Bible study this week with these group of men, and they're all ordering hot drinks. One of the dudes is ordering a hot drink and a long sleeve shirt. I'm like, just because you order a hot drink and wear a long sleeve, that does not, not, does not make it cold outside. <laughs> he says, it's, it's once and for all. This guy, he came to save those who... Those who come to God through him, he lies, he lives forever, and he intercedes with God on their behalf. Verse 26, he's the kind of high priest we need because he is holy and blameless and unstayed by sin. He has been set apart from, from sinners, and he has been given the highest place of honor in heaven. Verse 27, unlike those other high priests, he, does not need the, he doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day. He already offered a sacrifice. He sent his son. They did this for their own sins first and then for the sins of the people. But Jesus did this once and for all. He offered himself as a sacrifice for the people's sin. The law appointed high priests who were limited by human weaknesses. But after the law was given, God appointed his son with an oath. And his son has been made the perfect high priest forever. Don't go back to Melchizedek. He can't help you. He's dead. He gone. You need a better high priest. Every single one of us in a day, you need a, you need a high priest. I wrote down in my notes today, because they were on the run, they were looking for a way. They were looking for a way. They're like, we're going to go back to the old system. Let's give it a shot. Let's see what, let's see what happens. You know what I know about when we run, when, when we run, when we run, we usually go back to our old ways. I'm here today to, to encourage some people to run to, the, to a different high priest. Here's what I know. God put, some, God put some object lessons into my heart for this series. And last year, last week I was in a pool. I went to the gym. And my friend was like, dude, why were you in a pool last Sunday at church? I'm like, you ought to come next week. It'll be awesome. I don't have a pool. But a lot of you guys don't know what this is, but a lot of you guys will know what this is. It's called an atlas. She doesn't talk to us. She never says rerouting. In this atlas, it might also say, you're screwed. Like, it, when you go the wrong way, like, I've, I had to use one of these. I had to use one of these. Di and I went to the same Bible college. Back in, we went to college in 2000. That's when we got there. But we had to use these guys. This is what we used to get there. My buddy Chaz, like, this is, this is the road. So we had to get on, for us, we had to get on the turnpike, I think it was. And we had hit, yeah, we had to go turnpike to 75, to 24, to 60 through Paducah, and then somehow we got to Springfield, Missouri, 18 hours in a car. That's how we got to Springfield, Missouri. 
You can buy one of these for $14.99 on Amazon. It'll be there at your house in less than a day. It's awesome. You know what I know? I brought this today because I think I meet, I meet so many Christians that are walking around. They're like this. Man, I'm just looking for a way. And like this one, like they're just flipping pages and they're walking around and they, can't, they, don't, even, they don't know what's in front of them. They can't see where they're going to go. They don't know where they're going to go. They don't know what they're doing. But they're flipping the pages still and they're like trying to get to trying to get somewhere like they're on the wrong they're on the wrong page and they're trying to go north but the thing sideways so they don't even know they got to turn it upside the right side up to make sure they're going north and they're south and I mean so many Christians like this looking for a way we have the great high priest but we find ourselves looking for a way isn't that silly (laughs) that's silly as silly as it is for me to be up here walking around with it it's that silly I mean so many people they know the way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. I can give you the way. But we're like, yeah, this doesn't work. I know it's most copies sold. It's written in more translation than any other book and more copies have been bought and purchased than this. They're like, I'll just buy an atlas for $14.99. This is cheaper than this Bible. This Bible is $59.99. Is God getting commission on these things or what? I'll just take this. I'll just take this. I'll go find my own way. I'll just I'll get this. I got it. I'm good. I'm going to, I'll just... Let me see if I can find the other high priest. He, Melchizedek, dude, that guy was baller. He's only mentioned twice in the Bible. He's tucked away in Genesis somewhere. You couldn't find it. I barely did. I had to work for it. You, he's like, I'm just going to look for, I'm going to look for, you know, the Moses. Moses, he was a good dude. And some of you guys here tell you, like, oh, I'm not, that's not us. Some of you guys are like, well, I'll get, a, I'll get a bigger house. Let me find a bigger house. Okay, cool. That's the way. That's the way. What happens when you get a bigger house? It's not big enough. We'll move three doors down for a living. I'll, I'll get a, well, this house isn't good now. Let me get the upgrades. Those aren't bad things, but it's just not the way. Well, I'll get a nicer car. Let's get a nicer car. I'll try, you know what, let's see what, what I'll do. Like, I'll, I'll try loneliness. Let me see if that'll work. And that doesn't work. It's not the way. It's not going to work because it's not the way. But here we are. We have the gospel, but we're buying a $14.99 atlas. And we'll hope, we'll hope this will find the way. It's not going to help you find the way. There's only one, there's a new high priest in town. His name is Jesus. I wrote down two things that you need to write down. And you, don't, you don't need Facebook, by the way. You don't need any other God. You don't need any other, any other earthly priest. You don't have to go look through a confessional because our high priest, he sees straight through to your heart. Our high priest, there's a love about our high priest. Our high priest, he sits in heaven, but he can hear you on earth. <laughs> I love that. I love that we have a high priest. He sits in heaven. Everything Jesus did, we see him in Scripture. After the cross, he went and sat in heaven. He just said, I'm going to go sit in heaven. I got it from here. I can do what I need to do from heaven, but he's not too high to make sure he can hear that your prayers. He's not too far away from you that he can't reach out and touch you and love you and encourage you. And he's not too busy when you're busy and you're stressed out and your anxiety is going crazy. He's got the whole world in motion, but he's not too busy to reach out and touch a spot that's giving you anxiety or giving you worry or giving you doubt because we have a high priest. I wrote down two things. You need to write these things down in your day or take a picture of me today. You don't have to figure out which way to go. Our high priest already knows. He already knows which way to go. Jesus said to the disciples, you know which way to go. We don't know. The point is this, because 2,000 years later, you'd be looking for a way. Jesus wants you to know you don't have to figure out which way to go. Even better yet, you don't have to figure out where to go. I mean, so many people trying to figure out where to go. They got no idea just walking around, picking up maps. They got maps in different languages. Like, the map's not the problem. It's the where you're going to. You're, that's not the problem. 
That's not the solution. Jesus is a greater high priest. And today he wants you to know that you can access him. 